Well, hello everyone and welcome to this not quite edition of Irreverence. Very sadly, my two co-hosts are away this week, uh, so they've just left me uh, with nothing. Sorry, I'm just writing down a note there, which I forgot. Um, they've just left me, so it's just me. So I didn't think I'd just rant for an hour and a half uh, because I didn't think anyone would find that particularly interesting. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you something else that I've done recently, or two things actually. Uh, one thing you can listen to, which is about an hour and a half long. So if you're if you're just listening to this and thinking, oh, I thought there was going to be another episode of Irreverence, what am I going to do for the next hour and a half? You can just go and listen to the thing that I'm going to point you to right now instead, and hopefully that will be interesting for you. Um, and there's also a blog article I did this week, uh, which you could which you could read, which admittedly is quite different to listening to a podcast so the thing I did uh, this week uh, which and by the way all of this stuff that I mentioned this will all be in the show notes uh, so you can you can just click on those um, to find this stuff the the thing I did this week was with Ralph from Right Reaction Um, now Ralph is a he's a really interesting bloke very very clever bloke um, technologically minded a lot of the conversation I was struggling to to keep up with his his thought process, which is so quick, but essentially we were talking about an ecclesiological that is a church based response to uh, the technocratic takeover of civilization, and then we spoke a bit about conservatism and also the the right, the alt right, the extreme right, and we went through quite a bit of that, and um, we were able to to deconstruct um, lots of the errors that occur very very sadly uh, on the right and to try and bring some kind of theological or Christian perspective scriptural perspective on them and Ralph's very interesting he's a Christian himself uh, but he's he's um, interested also in, in politics and technology and conservatism so I think that was a really interesting conversation uh, with Ralph and as I say I think it I think it's worth listening to um, not least for, for the stuff that he says which I think is 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 very good so that's that um, then my blog this week, which I wrote, is a theological argument against vaccine passports in churches. Now, we don't know whether this is going to become a reality anytime soon, uh, but it is obviously the worry. Um, so my argument essentially is that um, it's taken from James 2.1, which is about not showing partiality in the churches as you follow our Lord Jesus Christ so or as your faith in our Lord Jesus Christ so my argument is that we shouldn't show partiality and make distinctions between people based on man-made categories because it's it explicitly contradicts the faith that we have in Jesus Christ and we when we look at the example of Jesus Christ um, we can see that uh, he did not pay heed to man-made distinctions but welcomed everyone who truly came to him including uh, we're, we're told in three of the gospels uh, Matthew, Mark and Luke, uh, a leper, a man with leprosy, uh, who, who, who he touched and he healed. He didn't need to touch him, of course, uh, but he did. He touched a man who was considered to have an infectious disease. He did not turn him away. Um, so do read that article. Uh, I, I, my, my intention with that article is not to say everything that there is to say about this issue, but um, to produce something that will be hopefully something that can be passed on uh, from Christian to Christian and hopefully to church leaders as well and to people uh, who will be making decisions in response to 
this issue should it arise, which of course we pray, hope and pray it won't in this country. Although sadly we do see some churches and Christian organisations voluntarily implementing these things. Uh, so have a look at my blog if you're interested in that, pass it along to your church leaders. Two other plugs for, for different things. So um, I've been in touch with a really interesting um, uh, group uh, who are setting up a classical Christian school in the West Midlands, which I'm very excited about. It's not something that uh, is right for my family because we don't uh, live in that area and uh, because um, also uh, my children are probably not the right age. They're a bit, bit, um, bit too young. Um, but if you are if you are interested in classical Christian education, the most I've the way I know about it is through reading about it in um, Rodrea's books because he he's really into it. So I've read a bit about it, and I think and I know people who are involved in it as well. It sounds like a really good thing, and uh, super excited about this initiative which is happening in the uh, in the West Midlands, as I say, uh, in Dudley, and uh, even better that the school is is called uh, the King Alfred School, so it's named after the king. Um, who was based in Wessex and is, of course, venerated very highly in the city where I lived for many years, Winchester. Uh, King Alfred, one of the greatest uh, men to live in these islands ever. And uh, I'll ju I'm just going to read the blog here. And um, so, and again, this will be in the show notes. So if, you, if you're interested in this, classical Christian education is a kind of mixture of, of, of homeschool and private education. Um, well, I'll just read the read the blurb because it'll probably say it a lot better than than I can. Uh, this isn't sponsorship; they're not paying me. I'm just doing this because uh, you know I believe that it's 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 a good thing that they're doing. So I'll just read this out. A new independent Christian school, the King Alfred School, is set to open in Dudley this September and is open for admissions. Like King Alfred in his own day, we would like to see a revival of classical Christian education in England. We wish to serve local families by offering affordable, high-quality education to prepare children to live virtuous lives. We strive to offer a small and friendly environment where students' talents can be nurtured. We wish to pass on to our children the rich cultural heritage of the Christian West. We aspire to graduate, pardon me, we aspire to graduate students who are knowledgeable individuals with the ability to think logically and independently. Our goal is to help raise up young men and women who are well-rounded and equipped to succeed in the wider world. For more information or to book a tour, please visit our website at https colon forward slash forward slash www.thekingalfredschool.co.uk. That's the first advert I've ever done like that. I stumbled a couple of times. I'm probably not going to get a job as a voiceover artist, but you get the message. It's not about filling children's heads with information. It's about making children into virtuous individuals who can think logically and independently and uh, if you send your kids to the King Alfred School I guarantee you they will get a superior education to what is currently on offer uh, by the state. So uh, so, so if you're interested uh, thekingalfredschool.co.uk uh, that's a super thing to look into uh, if you're if you're looking um, if you're seeking some kind of solution to what to do about educating your kids uh, in this particular situation. Um, if you're interested in the whole issue of home education and so on, we did an audio podcast uh, a few weeks ago now. It was me and my wife, Lorna, and um, 
and uh, Zoe Willis, who's a who's a home educator, and she was she was fantastic. Uh, so that's a few episodes back on the audio podcast, irreverent.buzzsprout.co.com. Sorry, irreverent.buzzsprout.com. You can go and find that episode on on motherhood, parent uh, parenthood, and home education. I think we call it something like that. Um, and and listen to more. And I plan to do something else on that soon. But such a such an important issue, you know, what we do with our kids. Um, so so there we go, the King Alfred School. Now. Um, the um, the Reverend Dr. William Philip, who's a friend of mine who helped um, author and organise the vaccine passports letter that we've been involved in. Um, he was recently uh, interviewed in, in quite a long interview. It's about 15 minutes long on uh, GB News by um, Neil Oliver. And he asked me just to flag it up. So I just put the YouTube uh, link on uh, the show notes for anyone who wants to um to watch that and um i'll just read what he said to me um he said he thinks that um, this will encourage christians to see leaders speaking the truth wherever they get a chance in the media which is so rare and i do think that gb news is trying to do what no others are doing in giving a voice to faith especially christian faith and families and 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 that's really true if you watch the, watch the episode presumably you know tens of thousands of people were watching it perhaps even more and uh, William is very, very explicit in his his proclamation of the gospel and truths about, uh, for example, original sin and our need for redemption uh, through Christ. Uh, so, so that's definitely true. Uh, then he also writes, it's uh, we're good to get folk to pray for GB News for its reach and its scope, and uh, also pray for Neil Oliver because he really does seem to be searching for the truth, and he did seem to be very, very um, affected. Uh, by this video it's, it's very interesting to watch he's very sober uh, in it and um, takes it very seriously uh, so that so that's worth watching and, and, and passing around and I think another thing about that is because it's in the something which is more mainstream uh, it's potentially something which is a good conversation starter with people for people who are maybe not totally um, brainwashed but who are slightly more open to um to, to to knowing something about the reality of uh firstly what's going on now in terms of the um whatever it is uh, that's that's happening to this world the madness of it uh, but also about having a legitimate um and faithful christian response to it so it's it's probably a really good conversation starter again it's something that good to send to your church leaders and so on um you know don't bombard them uh, with all this stuff be prudent in terms of what you send them but uh, this would be a good thing and it's likely that they'll at least watch some of it because it's you know it's only 15 minutes long so again it will be in the show notes uh, for you finally I just wanted to share something uh, personal in case you are still listening not really personal necessarily but I just finished watching the uh, Terence Malick film uh, Hidden Life uh, which is about an Austrian farmer and his family and the man um, refuses to swear an oath of allegiance to Hitler at the outset of the Second World War and he's imprisoned and um, I won't spoil the ending but um, it's not it's not a happy ending as such um, and the reason that I wanted to say something about this is because first I think it's a fantastic film and it's a film about faith in in Christ it's about doing the right thing in the face of death it's about being decent uh, and, and honest and good and not uh, compromising no matter what the cost and uh, the, the the verse that that comes to me is uh, Romans chapter 3 verse 8 
where the Apostle Paul says, uh, should we do evil that good may abound, as some slanderously charge us with saying, by no means. And so, so what the Apostle Paul is implying there is it's not okay to do wicked or bad things so that good might come, come from it, you know, reasoning that good might come from it. And for the main character, Franz, in, in A Hidden Life, this, what he's being asked to do for him and his conscience clearly falls foul of that principle that if he were to swear an oath to Hitler, even if he were to justify it by saying, well, I need to live uh, in order to provide my family, my daughters, that would not be okay because it would be doing evil that good may abound. And that's something, that principle of integrity is so important because because if we if we universalize it it leads to a to a better and, and just world but if as individuals on an individual basis one by one we each make the decision to compromise and do evil with the thought that good might come about this is how corruption and wickedness sets in so all throughout the film people are saying to him do you think your stand's going to make a difference who will ever hear of you what difference is it going to make to anyone if you die doing this thing that you're doing. But the fact is, friends, that he was contributing to a more just world. He was contributing in his own ways, giving his own life um, in order to defeat the wickedness of, of Hitler and the Nazis. And that is what it took for him not to be complicit in it, but to stand against it. Now, we're not living in exactly the same time, but I think we're, we're faced with similar moral choices. If we do evil that good may abound, we lose and we become complicit with the wickedness and the evil that's going on around us. Now, what actually constitutes evil in many situations is ambiguous and, and it would be wrong to, to say uh, prescriptively about lots of things. But nevertheless, the principle, I think, is something that would be really good to bear in mind going forwards uh, in these days it is not good to do evil that good may abound and sometimes we have to make a stand in the face of that evil and we have to sacrifice in the knowledge that God will honour that sacrifice that God honours principled sacrifices he provides for us he helps us he gives us what we need and ultimately even if we sacrifice our lives then in the words of the Apostle Paul for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. I think another interesting part of the film is when Franz goes to what looks like a, a bishop or a cardinal or someone uh, for spiritual advice and the the cleric very unhelpfully uh, simply quote, quotes uh, Romans chapter 13 and I think <laughs> I think that that's a fantastic illustration of the banality of the way that that verse has been misused over the last 18 months as though simply quoting the verse Romans 13 could justify the Nazi regime or could justify the Holocaust. It's clearly an abuse. It's clearly a misuse. And it certainly does not end the conversation over whether one should be obedient to the authorities or not. And this is a message really to the church and to church leaders. And church leaders should, should, should pay attention to films like A Hidden Life because there are sometimes... Not always, it's not always clear, but sometimes there really is a, a clearly right answer and there's a clearly wrong answer. And if the church gives the wrong answer, not only, do they, not only does it bring huge damage to Christians and society at that time, but it tarnishes the very legacy of the church and our, our capacity to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. The church sided with the Nazis. The church did not stand against 
the Nazis, how could they have done that? It is shameful. It is shameful. And the, the problem that we have now is that we, we are in danger of becoming complicit with other types of evils whilst hypocritically proclaiming our virtue um, over, over political issues uh, which are uh, of far less importance in my opinion. I won't, I won't go into my, uh, any further detail about what they are for fear of being too controversial but I'm sure you understand what I mean. Romans 13 is not an excuse to turn your brain off and to simply follow the diktats of the state no matter how wicked or senseless they are. Uh, so Hidden Life is a beautiful film, it's beautifully shot, uh, lovely um, picturesque uh, mountainous uh, images, uh, great use of the, the weather and the so-called pathetic fallacy. Uh, the music is, is lovely and, and heartrending. Uh, it's a film that I'm sure will stay with me um, for a long time and it's, it's truly inspirational and, and really deeply Christian as well. So I do recommend A Hidden Life. It's almost three hours long so uh, you, you might want to carve out some time to watch it uh, if that would be, um, that'd be something that interests you. Okay, well, this has actually been longer. I was just looking at the clock. This has actually been longer than I was expecting. And uh, to be honest, I find it quite easy because I'm not being interrupted uh, by Tom and I can say whatever I like and I'm not being challenged by anyone. And, um, you know, it's just it's just flowing out. But I suppose I should I suppose I should leave it there and uh, just say to you that uh, I, I think one of my co-hosts will be with me next week. At least I, I hope so. Um but you can um, you can get in touch in the meantime at reverendpod at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at reverendpod. Uh, we're on telegram t.me forward slash irreverendpod. It's all irreverendpod, really. Um, and what else? You can uh, you can support the show on Patreon. We've got lots of patrons now. I think coming up to 300. And uh, that's um, patreon.com forward slash irreverend. And uh, basically, the idea is you can you can support the show from starting from one pound fifty plus VAT per month and join our Patreon community there. I, I, at the moment, I'm not giving much to the Patreons. I have to admit, I probably should do more. I'm giving them the episodes early as soon as I record them. Um, you know, so you get that, but you also get to support the show, uh, which you might want to do. And I feel like something else. Oh yeah, we do uh, sermons every week. Um, so if you want to listen to a sermon from one of us, I think it's me again this week. Um, in fact, it, when I say I think, I, I know because the others aren't here. So I'll be doing a, a sermon, uploading it. Daniel does them often. Occasionally Tom does them as well. But if you'd like to listen to a sermon uh, that, you know, for whatever reason, if you don't have edifying sermons to listen to, or if you need more, uh, irreverendsermonaudio.buzzsprout.com is where you can find uh, those sermons and you might find them. Uh, interesting. Daniel's are a little bit more existential uh, and sort of creative than mine, um, but hopefully, you know, hopefully you, you you would find that interesting as well. Um, we're also on YouTube and Odyssey if you're interested in that, and uh, we have the, um, the the audio as well if you're watching and you prefer to listen um, at uh, irreverent.buzzsprout.com. And um, occasionally we do, if we, ever, if we ever don't do something, it will be video. Just put, I'll put it like that, if that makes sense. So everything goes on the audio podcast. Occasionally we don't do video for some reason. So we didn't do video with the home ed one. Uh, and I've done a couple with um, Carbon Mic, which, which, which are just not on video. So um, if, even if you want to watch us on video, occasionally it might be worth checking the audio feed because I might have put something up there which is not, it's not visual for whatever reason. 
uh, that's just the way I do it. And um, you know, that's 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 the way that's the way I roll. Um, anyway, so uh, that's that's the end really of of the uh, this broadcast. Um, I, I'd ask you for your prayers uh, for me personally for God's guidance and help um, in in what we're doing and in in any plans that we might have for the future. Uh, it's great to be involved in um, how, producing commentary on on faith and comment, current affairs, and I find it enormously stimulating uh, to think about current affairs in in theological terms. Um, but I but I hope that what I'm producing is 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 useful and honors Christ. And um, it's not reflective of my own egotism and uh, desire to be uh, to be the centre of attention, as my wife always uh, will frequently uh, critique me uh, as being. Um, so anyway, so do pray for me, and um, uh, as I pray for you, and uh, I look forward to being with you next week. Okay, bye bye now.